make sure you make the choice. This is what you want. You want to be successful because it all starts with your choice. No matter what's happened to you in the past, living in the past is living in, in regret. Worried about the future is living in fear. Worry about you today and make that choice to do something today that's going to make you successful tomorrow. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here today. I have somebody very exciting on the call. I'm with Tony Schmotz. We're going to be talking about the Smoltzy movement. We're going to learn a lot about uh, Tony himself and how he got to this uh, point of creating the B Schmoltzy movement. So with all that being said, welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, thanks for having me, Rick. It's uh, great to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you here with us on the show. Now, I'm going to talk with you in some detail about the Schmaltzy movement because I'm sure everybody's excited to hear about what this actually means. Now, uh, in every in every interaction I've had with you, Tony, it's been upbeat, it's been positive, it's been cheerful, and I think there's a little bit of a secret there that we might be able to unlock later on. Um, but before yeah. But before we jump into all of that, Tony, what I like to do is I'd just like to take a bit of a diversion and um, talk about you, your life, and, and wind back the, the, the pages of time, as it were, to learn a little bit more about uh, your life, essentially. So let's start by asking, where are you located? Well, we're in Panama City, Florida, here on the panhandle of Florida, and it's it's actually been kind of nice and uh, sunny and warm lately, which we weren't we weren't so warm here the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty cold until recently. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, how has uh, the uh, pandemic uh, affected your areas? Had any impacts at all? Oh, it, it's had an impact, but fortunately, we've been very lucky here. Uh, Florida has stayed mostly open, um, other than a short shutdown early on. Yep. And up here in the Panhandle, we're kind of a smaller populated area, so we've not we've not had as many shutdowns or lockdowns as most of the rest of the world. Yes, that's wonderful to hear. We also have been going through a few of them. Uh, the gates open, the gates closed, the gates open. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what does, uh, I guess, uh, given all the things that are going on in the world, in terms of your business, what's, uh, I guess, uh, your lifestyle look like? What's a daily routine involved for, for yourself? So I'm, uh, my business is actually still a side business. I still work full time. Hopefully, my, my actual target date for my resignation is May 5th. Fantastic. So it's coming up pretty quick. Uh, but my morning routine is is really starting my morning off is is how I start the day. And back to the being schmaltzy, um, I start my day off first thing in the morning with reading out of a motive, uh, inspirational book yep. or or marketing book. I do my journaling. I do some meditation. Um, I get a little bit of exercise, even if it's just a walk around the block. You know, something yep. to get the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. And then I get get ready for work. I go to work, keep those same positive vibes going through work, and then come back, and I'm usually on coaching sessions with uh, some clients. It's a really interesting story that you're sharing because a lot of I hear a lot of stories about how people are trying to transition away from the nine to five, which they ultimately don't really enjoy that much, uh, into a full time uh, alternative. How are you finding that challenge? So it, it was a lot more challenging early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started into uh, having a coaching business, it was really challenging. I couldn't break away from uh, from the nine to five, and, and, and I mean mentally, yeah. I was I was str- struggling to make my side business feel like an actual job, which is what so many of my marketing friends have told me. Hey, make sure you treat your side business like like your nine to five, mm-hmm. and you're going to be more successful. And I had a real hard time transitioning transitioning to that. Uh, I really was just kind of 
toying around with it for a while. But when I really got serious, it, it just took off like a rocket. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Now, uh, I always like to, to know, do you, do you have any hobbies outside of the things you're already doing or is your work your hobby? Uh, no, I, I am an avid fisherman. That is probably outside of my family. That is, that is my, my next passion. I've been fishing since as long as I can remember. Um, we actually moved here to Panama City, Florida from Seattle, Washington about two and a half years ago. So I was, I was used to salmon fishing, halibut, lingcod, all the Pacific Northwest River fishing. And, and, then, okay. and then down here now it's all mahi-mahi and uh, king mackerel and all the, all the tropical fish. All the deep sea stuff, groper. Yes. And, uh, you know, I see some incredible footage of people catching massive groper underneath bridges there. What's that yes. like? Have you ever seen that happen? I've seen it, but I haven't caught one myself. Oh, but wow. yes, it, it is. It is a long process. I've been on the boat. Well, uh, somebody was catching one of those massive grouper, and it it was a about a three hour venture to get that thing from the bottom to the top. Oh, I can only imagine. Talk about excitement! Now, are you a sports person? Do you follow any sports? I do. I do. Um, mostly, mostly football, American football. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a Seattle Seahawks fan. I have been for most of my life, almost as long as I can remember. And so, even moving here to Florida, I still stuck with my my formerly hometown team. Yeah, great. So uh, if you had the option, now I know you've got a lot of books behind you. I'd love to talk about those in a moment. But um, if you could meet one person in this world um, that inspires you, who might that be? Uh, that's m- most definitely my wife. I mean, it, it hasn't always been. I mean, don't get me wrong. My wife <laughs> always inspired me. <laughs> don't, yeah, yeah. She's, kind of, she's listening Uh-oh, too. So. You're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's always inspired me, but um, it, it's it's bounced between uh, friends and family throughout the years, but it, since starting this venture, this coaching venture, it has definitely been 100% her. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and especially, and, and the Beach Multi movement is all her, her, her inspiration. I tell you what, if you didn't have somebody uh, like her in your corner, uh, the journey would be a, a lot different, wouldn't it? Yes, it would, big time. Now, when you grew up, where did you live and, and what can you remember about one fond memory that you can remember growing up? We all have well, at least one. <laughs> So I grew up in a very small farm town out in out in Washington State in in the states, and it was a very small town. Farm town, uh, everybody knew everybody, and I learned at a young age what work ethic was. Um, we didn't we were not I can't say poor, but we weren't a well off family so yep, to speak. Yep, I mean yep. we, we we scraped by, of course. And I I learned I learned how to work. I got my first paper out at eight years old. I had my second one by ten. I had ran two of them. And then started working on farms shortly thereafter. So for when most kids were out playing, even though I did play sports, while most kids were out enjoying the, yeah. their summers, I was I was making money. You know, I was if my my parents said, "Hey, if you want something, you need to work for it." And so I started at a young age doing that. And my my exciting moments were, of course, baseball was my big thing back yep. then, and yep. I, I that's that was my excitement. But really, I look back now, and it really was that because that really taught me a lot about about who I am today. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I was always looked to Catalyst, and I think to myself, I recall, and you, you just tapped my memory from oh so long ago where I had a, a little basket on my BMX bike and I actually had to fold and wrap in plastic and, uh, wrapping in uh, rubber bands, newspapers to do the route. Did you actually yeah. have to fold and pack and then ride around the suburbs? Is that how it worked? Absolutely, absolutely. So we had, we had a station that we had to stop at and let's say let's say I had to deliver 65 papers. Yeah. I had to literally take, take them off the stack, put a rubber band around them, and throw them in my bag, <laughs> and then carry that carry that bag around all the way down the street, or multiple streets. And and I, 
First few first few weeks, I got in trouble because I was that guy trying to do the, the thing you see on TV, throwing 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 the papers, and uh, people complained because they were in their yard. So yeah, I, yeah. I took, took some time to make sure they got onto the porches after that. Now I know that uh, for me at least, I, that was my first taste of entrepreneurialism. Essentially, you know, it was me doing something that um, brought in some money, and I was only really young. Like, what age would you have been when you were doing your route? So the first one I started at eight years eight old, years old that's and right. then. Yeah, and then and at ten, I ended up having two. I had one that was a weekly paper and one that was a daily paper. Do you do you do you recall uh, any other early entrepreneurial experiences, and and what did they they do for your mindset? Do you think? So when I when I turned thirteen, I started working at a horse farm, and uh, believe it or not, I was the pooper scooper. I was the guy cleaning the stalls and <laughs> you know helping helping get the harnesses on the horses and everything. It was yep. not not a pretty job, not that's for sure, but it. <laughs> It taught me, taught me more so that you have to get your hands dirty sometimes. If you really want to make things work, you got to get down and, and get into the nitty-gritty and get dirty so, and very stinky sometimes and yeah. uh, make it happen. Yeah, well, I, used to, I grew up on a farm, and I always remember looking to my relatives, my uncles, in fact, and they were so um, focused on hard work and actually putting the nose to the, to the ground and getting the job done. What, what do you remember of those around you at the time? <laughs> So at the time, that was really it. That was my first experience at the farms, even though I grew up in that kind of uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Um, all my my friends' parents had farms, uh, but when I, that was my first experience. And when I got in, I was I was more worried about impressing the people that I worked for. That I just did whatever they said. I, I hung on every word, yeah. and I made sure I did it right to the T. Okay, you got to put this new straw out here. You got to make sure you clean this out. Dump this out in that corner of the field. Um, this horse pens the bite. Make sure you got 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 him locked up in the corner. You know, I, I paid attention to everything. In fact, that same horse that bit, I, I ended up biting him one time just to teach him a lesson. <laughs> you will never do that again. Now, in terms of he uh, never did the way that you learn. Um, some people like audio. Some people like videos. You seem to like books. You have several behind you. Um, what do you like to do in terms of learning, and how important is uh, continual learning? So it's very important. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, personal development, in my opinion, is one of the biggest traits that anyone, whether you're in a career or an entrepreneur, it, you can do for yourself. Um, yeah. Invest in yourself, and the rest will come. Um, I, I I like to tell some of my current employees, I'm like, how how would you feel if you weren't developing yourself, but you wanted somebody below you to develop themselves? It doesn't work. You know, you really you need to lead by example. So I I believe in leading by example by continuing to develop myself, my mind, my my skills so that I can pass those skills on to somebody else and teach somebody else and and then lead that good example that this is what I'm doing so I hope that you follow that example and do the same for yourself. You can't take knowledge with you when we go and we've only got a uh, very short time on the planet. Your, your ideas are very sound. Thank you for sharing. Now, what are you reading at the moment? Anything in particular? Nothing at all? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, I don't know how you feel about cursing on the show. Oh, look, I'm but, fine with yeah. it. I've heard okay, lots. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the book I'm reading right now is is from John, by John Carlton, and it's called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Getting Your Shit Together. Uh-huh. And so it's actually an amazing book, and it's and John Carlton's one of the top copywriters oh, in the of world. Of course, I know John Carlton. Who doesn't? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> exactly. And so and, and he the way he writes this book and 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 all the power words and his stories, it's just it's hard to put down. This is actually my second time reading it right now. So in terms of your future, knowing that uh, we've got a finite time on the earth, what, what is your end game? What, what is the one thing that you're trying to achieve with the B. Schmaltzy movement? Let's move into that space. So um, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's up there with the Tony Robbins type of uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I'm not, and maybe not to that level, but definitely 
on stage, having my own events, mm-hmm. uh, helping helping as many people as I can with with the word, with the coaching, with the with courses which I have, and um, it's really helping as many people find themselves and their success as I am currently finding myself. And that's really really where 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 my vision is and where where I wake up visualizing every day. Yeah, you seem pumped up, and you know you've got a great attitude. And every, like I said earlier, every time I've spoken with you, that that shines through. How important is having a really positive uh, mindset, even when things are not going so good? It is. It is super important. Super mm. important. And in fact, if you could see my shirt right now, it says "Today is going to be a great day." I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I, I that I do that, and I, I I wear shirts like this not just for myself. I mean, I I look in the mirror and go, "Oh yeah, you're right. It's going to be a great day." But for everyone I interact with. Uh, it, and not only a conversation starter, but it helps remind people, oh, you know what? It is going to be a great day. And one thing I remind people, and, and especially my clients, is like, hey, guess what? Start your day every morning. Ask yourself this question. What is good in my life? Yeah. And if you start the day with that and hang on to that throughout the day, it's going to be a lot better day than it could be if you woke up thinking, oh, man, I got to do this or I got to do this or I got to pay this bill. Mm-hmm. No, start, with what's, start with what's good in your life and yeah. hang on to that for the whole day. And appreciate what you have. It reminds me of a general who gave a speech. He said, "Make your bed every day, because even if you have exactly sh- if you have a shitty day, at least you've got a nice, uh, comfortable, clean bed to hop into." So, thank you very yes. much for providing that insight, Tony. Now, I'd love to learn about what the word schmaltzy actually means and what the B schmaltzy movement actually is. Explain it to <laughs> it's us. Great. That- <laughs> It's, 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 I have so much fun with this. And this is very recent. Um, uh, I've only started this be schmaltzy movement slash phrase in the last two or three months. Uh, however, it's something that started back when I was 17 years old. And it didn't really spawn until just recently. However, the word schmaltzy, the German definition of the word schmaltzy means overly sappy or cheesy, like a joke is cheesy. Yep. And for, for most people, that's that's uncomfortable. Most people don't want to be cheesy or sappy. They're worried about what other, what other people are going to think. So it means getting out of your comfort zone, facing some of your fears. You know, I like, I talk about my wife being part of the inspiration. My wife is the, the goofiest dancer you've ever seen. And, it, and, <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is she's like, it, it could be in the middle of a fancy dinner at home. We've got everybody around and she'll just like be bopping around in the background and just like, doesn't care. She's having a fun, good time. <laughs> And I used to let it embarrass me. I used to be embarrassed by it. You know, we've been together for 17 years, and I, I used to let it embarrass me. And finally, I started when I started developing myself. I'm like, I need to dance too. I need to own this. Yeah. And and so that's where this really kind of got going. And it was a couple of days after I came to that realization that I had a dream, reminding me of a time when I was 17 years old. When I was 17 years old, I spent a month in Germany for an exchange program through school. Mm-hmm. And while I was there at 17, I was, of course, flirting with all the girls. You know, at that time, you're allowed to drink at that age over there. So I was having a couple of beers, flirting with all the girls, and all the guys over there started calling me Schmaltzy. They're like, because my, my last name being Schmaltz, of course, they're like, oh, Schmaltzy, Schmaltzy, Schmaltzy this, Schmaltzy that. And I didn't get it. I didn't know what they meant. I thought they were just having a play on my last name. So a year later, my friend that I, my host brother over there that I stayed with, he came back to the States and he explained it to me. He started calling me Schmaltz again. And I said, I said, Marcus, what, what are you talking why, about? <laughs> what is with this? Why are you calling me this? He's like, he's like, you don't you don't know why we were calling you this? Because you were the cheesiest guy out there. Your your pickup lines were the cheesiest I've ever heard. And so it was it, it kind of stuck. And at the time I was kind of offended. You know, I'm 18 years old. I'm like, what? Really? Oh yeah, oh, hang on, back come off. On, man. <laughs> 
and so just recently, like I was saying, I, I woke up, this is shortly after I had the realization that I need to own my wife's goofiness and my goofiness and weirdness. And then I had a dream about that, that time in Germany. And I woke up going, schmaltzy, that's it. it. It's the goofiness, the sappiness, the things that I'm owning now. Why not own it? It's, it's part of my last name. It's, you know. It fits. It fits big time. And so I had a, after having conversations with some of my coaches, some of my mentors, some of my marketing friends, that's where the suggestion for making it a movement came in. Because I was just thinking I was going to use the phrase as a catchphrase. And no. I'm like, no, you need to make this a movement. Yes. Let's, 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 run, let's run with this thing. Let's make it happen. And I'm like, here okay. we go. Something much bigger on the cards. Now, it's it's very relevant given the, I guess, tumultuous times we're all working through uh, at the moment. And I wonder, um, when you look at what's happening around you on the, the news media, all the social feeds, um, this is a massive undertaking for you. Where are you going to focus your energy first, if not already focusing your energy? Well, I really like focusing on things like this. I mean, I've been on eight podcasts and three radio shows in the last month. And it's fun because, like you said, I have a lot of energy and I like to be able to speak that verbally, get it out there, whether it's visually like this or mm -hmm. just over a radio show. Um, I do a lot of videos. I'm just finally starting to pick up my YouTube channel, which I had started a little bit, but now I'm going to start picking it up again. I do a lot of Facebook Lives. My coaching, I do group coaching. I do free uh, free coaching, free webinars, things like that. I just, I, I prefer to be interacting with people live and and visually it's I, i've learned copywriting like we talked about john carlton and yep. dan kennedy and 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 um gary halbert all the all the greats I, all the great and i can i can write really well but i do prefer to be live like this it's just so much more effect and people get to see the energy that you have and that you're bringing to the table you know it, correct me if i'm wrong tony when you write copy um, there's all these tricks and tactics and bonuses and guarantees and all this stuff that they talk about in a particular sequence, if you like. Um, when you write, you know your calling now. Is it easy to write nowadays, given that you know exactly what you're doing and what you want to achieve for others, rather than following the script? It's easier. easier. I won't say it's easy because it's. I mean, to do to proper copywriting, you, you got to do your research. You got to take your time. So it's, but it's easier, like you said, knowing the message, and and you kind of hit the nail on the head there. You know, ever since I started coaching, uh, well, I've been coaching my entire career, but as I started doing it as a uh, uh, as an entrepreneur for the last 18, 20 months, I was having, I was struggling to find what separated me from the rest. Because there's tons of personal coaches, business coaches, life coaches out there. And I'm like, what separates me? And so I was, I've struggled with, like you said, the copywriting. Who's the, who am I talking to or how, what's the message I'm giving? Yeah. Not so much who am I talking yeah. to. What's yeah. the message I'm giving? And I struggle with it until now. Now hitting this on the head like we're talking about with the B. Schmaltzy movement, it makes it that much easier because now I know where my passion is. I know the message I'm sending and now I can send it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, um, when I opened the show, Tony, I talked about how uh, what the Schmaltzy movement means for entrepreneurs and how you can use it to achieve high levels of success in your life and business. From a practical standpoint, when somebody stands in front of you, or you in front of them, and you're telling them about the B Schmaltzy movement, I guess what's the, the modus operandi? What, what exactly are you telling them to, to do or start acting like? Right. So, and most of, most of my clients are entrepreneurs themselves, whether they're home business owners, 
network marketers, affiliate marketers, sometimes real estate agents, small business owners. Most most of my clients are in some sort of direct sales, and and for that to be in direct sales, you, it's it's a lot of talking to prospects, talking to leads, whether they're warm, cold, hot, doesn't matter. You're still having to try to sell something at some period of time. And a lot of people takes getting them out of their comfort zone. And so when it comes to the B Schmaltzy movement, I help take baby I help them along baby steps along the way yeah. to get out of their comfort zone. Because again, so you can tell somebody all, all day long, hey go talk to hundred prospects this week and tell me how yeah, it goes. Yes. And then they're like, uh, well, I talked to 10 and then I got, I was scared about what the others are going to say. Cause I got no's out of the 10. <laughs> so, so I start with something simple. Yeah. Like one of the first things I do, I'm like, okay, so here's your, if, let's say it's a first coaching session. I'll say, okay, so tomorrow I want you to set the goals for what you're going to do for the next week. And I want you to start brushing your teeth with your opposite hand. Oh, something simple, something but simple. it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's new. It, it gets you out of your comfort zone. And they're like, well, that doesn't sound too hard. Have you ever tried it? Try it. Yeah, it is <laughs> so, quite difficult, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so something simple, just, just, to, just to start to break the ice. And, and then we progress from there. And so then let's say week two, okay, well, I set my goals and we go through the goals. Okay, now I want you to, one, reach out to 10 people or 20 or 100, depends on who, who I'm talking to and when. Reach out to 10 people and now, oh wait, you still have a re regular job. Okay, so tomorrow, because you are normally going into work with a polo shirt mm -hmm. or a button shirt, I want you to go in with the loudest, brightest color t-shirt you have. It can be fluorescent pink, yellow, orange, loud saying. As long as it's not going to get you fired or get you in trouble, I want you to wear it. <laughs> and they're like, I can't do that. Well, why not? What would people think? That's the point. It doesn't matter what people are going to think. Are you going to get in trouble? Well, no. Then who what, cares? What Wear it. Matter? Own it. Be there. Yeah. And I usually have them take a picture along the way somewhere, so I Just have evidence it. that they actually did. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, isn't it? There's lots of fear and lots of control um, and lots of uncertainty as to where we fit uh, in the world and what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. A lot of politics, if you like. Um, yes. How do you break away that? Are you, I know you've just explained it, but can you? Can, it seems to me, Tony, that you can use this in your personal life and your professional life to improve. I guess where you're at, and I do, and and I I, I try to help others as well uh, with that. Mm -hmm. And part of part of the goal goal setting that I I do with some of my clients is a lot of people think of success as only the financial aspects. They don't think about success as the whole. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom Ziegler, uh, Choose to Win, his book Choose to Win is really great and I actually use his wheel of life in, in with almost all of my clients. Yes. Uh, do you know which one I'm yes, talking yes, about? Yes, I've got okay, a So you talk about <laughs> yes, <laughs> personal, financial, physical, mental. Yep. Um, I'm losing the other two off the top of my head. But the, you go through the whole wheel and, and grade yourself and find out. So we try to apply these schmaltzy principles to each aspect of your goals and set those goals accordingly. And you're right. And one of the other ones that I do, and it's still hard for me, to this day it's still hard for me, is, is, is have a client reach out to a family or friend that they're supposedly really mostly family, but that they don't get along with that well. Oh. You know, somebody you know it's going to be a you know it's going to be the most frustrating argument, uh, not even necessarily an argument, but the most confronting call. Reach out to that brother, reach out to that cousin, reach out to that aunt, reach out to your mom or dad, whichever one it is. Which one makes you the most uncomfortable? Well, this one. Yeah. Call them now. 
and just break that ice because mm -hmm. it, it, this is all about transformation, isn't it? Yes, it is. Going, yes, it is. Going from one state to another. Now, you touched on marketing friends that you uh, revolve around and you would have learned a great deal from them. I'm interested to learn more about the, the, the B Schmaltzy movement in terms of um, the process. Do you have your clients um, actually take diaries? Will there be like video membership? What are the, what's the infrastructure and the architecture behind what you're doing? So the the standard that I go with uh, for for most of my coaching programs is there's an eight step program and it includes your your you finding your why, includes your goals, includes your mindset shift, includes finding your target market. I mean the the most of the standards that a lot of marketers yeah. go through. Yeah. And along those along those lines and back to finding my message, each time you will get assigned schmaltzy tasks, and it could be. Your main task, like I talked about earlier, your main task could be reach out to 10 prospects, but then tomorrow I want you to walk into the grocery store and buy a Playboy and yep. do it right in front of right in front of the cashier. And I know you're embarrassed to do it, and Just that's why it. you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 even then, so you know, my before I really started growing, my primary market was like network marketers. Yep. And traditional network marketing tells you to go make a list of 100, 200 people and your friends and family, everyone you know, and call them and then walk through the mall and prospect Stop. anyone you meet. Yep. Well, most people, they get a mental block because they think they're selling something. They don't, they don't want to talk to people because they're like, okay, how do I transition to a sale? How do I make a sale? Yeah. Stop right there. So this is one of the other schmaltzy tasks is go into the grocery store and start a random conversation with five people get to know who they are well when do I move it to sales no you don't I'm saying just introduce yourself to five people forget about the sales forget about your company just get just introduce yourself just to five people yeah aren't they aren't they gonna think I'm weird yes they are <laughs> <laughs> it's okay and that's fine yeah, so uh, now I, I wonder, I also think about the boundaries of marketing because obviously you've got um, the, the confidence building, I guess the personality building of self, but then um, you touched on it a little earlier about, you know, when do I go into sales? Do you talk about any of about that at all, like marketing and sales systems? Is that part of the, the scope of what the B Schmaltzy movement's about? Yeah, and so the B Schmaltzy movement itself is is not really necessarily about the marketing, but I but I combine the two. Yeah. So okay. I, I take take those with the lessons in marketing. So I I also have I, I have a very specific section on closing that I give uh, in my in, with my with my clients or even in some of my courses, where if you follow this closing, it's not even necessarily a script per se, but it's a sequence of questions. That if you follow this to the T, you should be able to close. 70% of your, your, your prospects. Um, but what I want using the B Schmaltzy movement is more about combining comfort zone pushers yep. within each let within each lesson. So moving along, um, and it's different for everybody. So I, I mean, I'm giving you examples, which I put in my course, but mm -hmm. if I'm actually coaching somebody, I'm going to dig into what their limiting beliefs are. And I'm going to, I'm going to assign Schmaltzy tasks based on what their their weaknesses are or their limiting beliefs or their people pleaser isms are um I, I was on a call another podcast just a couple of days ago and this woman told me she's like i am always trying to please my dad oh and uh, yeah and and we got into it and she's like i'm always bringing him things material things i'm always buying things for him and i said why yeah, why, why not just why not just call him on the phone drive over to his house 
have a cup of tea. And she's and and she was very she she admitted she was very OCD. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. <laughs> in in we had a video conference going for the podcast, and she had this sign sitting right next to her head. And I said, "What would it do to you if I asked you to move that sign?" three inches to the left. She's like, it would drive me nuts. <laughs> well, by the, by the end of the call, I had her not only move that sign, but I had her turn it on its end. So it was like completely sideways and off into the distance. And she, I, I, I think she got a little bit of a twitch, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think it, wor- it worked, worked out in the long run. <laughs> I wonder if it's still there. <laughs> right? I, I asked her to send me a picture. This yeah, week, yeah, so I bet you did. Um, Tony, I wonder, um, you're a fantastic storyteller. I think that makes up a great deal of what's going on here. Um, can I ask, were you always as confident? And is this part of your story that you tell your clients? So I was not. And, mm. and I, I'm okay. I, I don't get into it too much. And not that I'm hiding that. I just no, no. Doesn't, it's just it's not an, relevant. Yeah, yeah. So I when, 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 I was, when I was in, I really didn't start to gain a whole lot of confidence until Till, honestly, until I met my wife. Yep. Um, prior, to, prior to that, I was very much a people pleaser. In high school and, and uh, um, middle school, I was very shy when it came to adults. I had lots of friends in school, but when yep. it came to speaking to adults, I was very shy. Even though I got good grades and I played sports, it was. I was very timid when it came to adults. And our son now is, is turning 14 next week, and, and my wife says the same thing. She's like, well, he doesn't really speak up when it comes to adults. I'm like, I was the same way. I'm like honestly not worried about yeah, I'm not worried about that right now. Not, mm-hmm. but now if he gets out of high school, then we'll talk. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. but uh, I was, I didn't really have the confidence. I didn't have the self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always did well in school, well in sports. Um, however, one of my limiting beliefs that I had to crush recently was that I have a very wealthy older brother. Yep. And I was 10 years old when he graduated high school, with like the highest scholarship that that school had ever seen. Yep. And. From that point on, he had success after success after success, and no matter how many successes my brother, other brothers and I had, it always felt like it was in the shadow of him. Oh. And so we never had that confidence. And then when I meet my wife and we became serious, not just the first introduction, but became serious, I'm like, wow, I've got this gorgeous woman that I never thought I could ever land in my <laughs> life. And and from there, and then and then from there, I started to advance in my career, and 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 it just like all started ballooning from there, and from there, I just exploded to who you see today. <laughs> Behind every great man, there's an even more amazing woman. That's the saying that I, right. I hear. And, you know, I know you like going fishing, so uh, you d- definitely did well there. <laughs> yes. Now, I definitely th- had a good catch. Yes. Now, thank you for sharing that, Tony, because it is very relevant because I have a lot of uh, startup entrepreneurs, small to medium-sized business owners that uh, write into the show and they, they express um, how much the show is making a difference for them. So revealing that is more powerful than you might appreciate. So thank you very mm-hmm. much. Now, if I was a budding entrepreneur, um, and there are several listening today, what is the one piece of advice that applies to all entrepreneurs as they're starting out, do you think? Make the choice. Make the choice. If, if you really, really want to do something and, and really want to ha- be an, a successful entrepreneur, you need to make that choice. It's no, nobody else is coming. I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the book, You Are the One by Coop Blackson, but uh, his opening paragraph is, no one is coming. No one is coming. No one is coming. Nobody's going to save you. The government's not going to save you. Your parents aren't going to save you. Your brother's not going to save you. Nobody is coming. You are the one, and you are the one that needs to make this happen. And that's where kind of I, I start with a lot of people is make sure you make the choice that you this is what you want. You want to be successful because it all starts with your choice. 
don't no matter what's happened to you in the past mm -hmm. living in the past is living in living in regret worried about the future is living in fear worry about you today and make that choice to do something today that's going to make you successful tomorrow that's incredibly powerful feedback thank you so very much i'm glad i asked that question it was on my mind now i i'd like to shift gears if we could um do you have a, a website and if if you do talk us through what's on the website great yes i definitely do so uh, you can find me at tonyschmaltz.com that's t-o-n-y-s-c-h-m-a-l-t-z.com and right from the right from the front, when you see the homepage, you've got an opportunity to pick up my free ebook, which is your secret treasure map to success. Yeah, I was going to ask and, you about that. We'll talk about that in a moment. And that's and that's that basically breaks down the framework of what I go through with the coaching. Right now, the ebook the ebook doesn't really include much of the beach multi movement because I kind of keep that for my my clients. Yep. Um, but then there's also an opportunity for you to click and book some time with me, get on my calendar, and you get a free consultation one hour for us to see if. The Beach Multi Movement and my coaching is right for you. If not, you get a free one-hour strategy session to try to get your business fired up the way you want it to be. Moving down the page, there's some there's some marketing stuff. There's some videos on getting free leads. There's some uh, daily method of operations. Uh, some of those are going to move around here shortly. I'm starting to get my YouTube channel going again, so some of that's going to be linked in there. But that's what's there at the moment. Yep. Uh, you know, less is more in in many respects. You don't want to give them too many different uh, paths to follow, do you? Right, right. Yeah, no, look, at no matter where you find this call, you're definitely going to be able to find the links back to Tony. And just momentarily, if we could, um, Tony, what's what's actually inside the secret treasure map to your wealth? So, again, it's it's breaking down what to look for when you're defining your why, right. when you're defining your target market, uh, some tips on shifting your mindset from being limiting beliefs and in fear to being in a money mindset. There's a daily method of operations, just a quick breakdown of things you can do daily. Yep. There's how to find your audience, how to speak to your audience, and how to close your audience are the big hitters within that ebook. Yeah, I can see how this links to the bigger picture with the, the B Schmaltzy movement. It's a, it's a real credit to you, Tony, for all the work that you're doing. Uh, for everybody who's on the call with us today, as I've just mentioned earlier, that you will find all of the links back to Tony, no matter where you find this particular interview. Uh, definitely look out for Tony reach out to him say hello uh, he doesn't bite not too hard at least and with all that being said tony this has just been an incredibly enjoyable insightful call and thank you so very much for joining me on the my future business show today oh it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me rick thanks for joining us today if you enjoyed the call then make sure to subscribe leave a comment share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews and if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop